You're listening to another episode of Classic Movies Live, the show where we talk about movies about family. And today we've got, this is actually probably the weirdest one we're going to talk about this year. We're going to talk about the winner of this year's Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, Titan. This is a movie that is, well, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say it, but I'm going to say it again. This movie's this movie's super weird. And um, we start, I think there's a spoiler warning like two minutes in or something. We're going to start spoiling it pretty pretty early. But like, honestly, the best advice I can give if you want to watch this movie is just just watch it. Like, go in completely blind. Um, and then come back. So there's, there's my advice to you. And here is some, uh, here's a song from Titan. another episode of classic movies live where we talk about family we're talking about movies about family and usually they're family friendly movies like today we're going to talk about the winner of 2021's palme d'or at 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 Cannes film festival in france uh it also recently won the midnight madness people's choice people's choice award for midnight madness at toronto international film festival uh we're going to talk about titan Pierre, I believe you just finished watching this movie like two minutes ago or something. Yeah, basically. What's your first impressions of this movie? Disgusting. Probably the grossest. I don't. I don't usually get very uh, sensitive with like blood and stuff, but like this was like a whole nother level of. I was really grossed out the whole time. Not necessarily a bad thing, but I. You could definitely tell that's what the director wanted. You know? Yeah, I guess to a degree. Like, I guess for those that don't know, Titan is a body horror movie. And, like, body horror is by almost by definition just a really disgusting genre. People's mm-hmm. bodies moving in ways they shouldn't. Weird stuff happening that is kind of gross to look at. I'm not entirely surprised that you call this movie disgusting. I feel like that's probably a common reaction. I mean, yeah, when you say it is literally a body horror movie, then it's what you should expect, right? So I guess I can tell you I'm not a fan of body horror, but yeah. Well, what, did, what did you think? Were you disgusted? Or did you have much experience with body horror? <laughs> not really, but um, I guess I have a strong stomach. There was a lot of this that I thought was really weird, but like it didn't gross me out that much. I have now seen this movie twice, and I guess like my impressions are... I definitely need to watch it a third time to fully get it, but I'm like, I'm like starting to understand. I think mm. there's a lot going on in this movie, and like, I guess body horror is the way that uh, director Julia Ducourneau decided to uh, 
get her point across. And I guess it works. Like, I don't think it's the only way to, to present the themes of this movie, but like, I thought it was very effective for what it was. Although I'd say that with the caveat of like, I didn't get it the first time I watched it. So mm, that's fair. I think it's effective once you understand what's going on, but like, that's a lot of movies are like that. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not clear exactly. Mm-hmm. I guess I can yeah. say it can be interpreted. Uh, actually, no. I think once you understand it, it can't really be interpreted in any other way. But if that makes sense. But yeah, it on first watch, if you don't read about it, I want to say like there are different interpretations to this movie, but they're all very similar. Like once you know what this movie is about the themes are not changing. Like, you can't think, like, once you kind of know what this movie's about, there's no way you're going to interpret themes onto it that are different from what anyone else would interpret onto it, I'm going to say. But, like, the way way it works through those themes may work differently on different people. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay, I was going to ask you, do you want to explain the plot of the movie? But I guess you wanted me to explain it as we discussed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to know, because, like, it's freshest in your mind, and you had some strong thoughts on this. So I want to yeah. hear your first impressions, but, like, in the form of, tell us what this movie's about. What My complete about? first impressions were we had this girl who uh, was injured in a car crash when she was very little, and she grows up. And then she, uh, she's a murderer. She's a, or she's a stripper slash murderer who's been murdering people because of a, of her injuries, I guess. Like, it just really fucked with her. I don't know. And then eventually she murders too many people and then goes on the run uh, where she finds, um, where she pretends to be a elderly firefighter's missing child missing boy from like 10 15 years ago and then yeah and then she she oh also she's pregnant and uh she has to somehow and then she has to uh figure out how to to survive slash learn how to love while being with this firefighter man while also hiding who she actually is is basically what i got from the movie the general premise without spoiling anything I noticed that you left out a couple of important things, and maybe those, that's because you consider those spoilers. So I will, uh, I'll hold off on that for a second. Maybe. Unless, like, do you want to just go into spoilers? Sure. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that, like, I think that spoiling this movie doesn't matter. I know I say that a lot, but, like, this movie is so weird that I can tell you everything that happens in this movie, and I think you still have to see it to believe it. That is exactly it. But so, do you want me to explain the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. This is this is your last. If you haven't seen this yet and you want to go in completely blind, which is probably what you should do, then like, what are you doing? Still listening to us? Come back in five minutes when you've seen the movie, or I guess yeah, two hours. Two hours, yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Then she what? She's pregnant, and then she's like bleeding black blood for some reason. Uh, I assume this was because. This is what happens when you tape down your stomach and breast during pregnancy. <laughs> and then she learns how to be a firefighter. She's not very good at it. And someone suspicious of her, the adopted dad, basically, I thought murders him. I think he murders him. Either murders him or extremely injures him. Tell him to stay away. Don't ask questions about my son, who is actually his daughter. 
or not his daughter. Yeah, never mind. Oh, and also the dad's on steroids. And then, uh, so yeah, and then she learns how to love, I guess. And then she has the baby. Which, and then, okay, so yeah. uh, if you don't mind my jumping in here, there's one important part that you keep, uh, that I think is important that you keep sort of just glossing over. Um, she's impregnated by a car. Like a oh yeah, seventies hot rod. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm kind of doing it in the way that I saw it when I saw it the first time. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I did not realize she was impregnated by a car <laughs> when I was watching it. I was just very. It was. I thought it was just an interesting scene they put in there, and she was impregnated by someone else. But no, it was literally the car in the movie. Yeah, there's no it's, other way to it's interpret weird, it. Because like. I like that you point that out that like you thought that was just an interesting scene and the reality was something else because like even having seen it twice, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that the reality isn't something else, but mm. also the rest of the movie only really makes sense if it was literally the car. Yeah. Because like the, the black goo that's coming from her, from her it's breast and his motor oil, <laughs> not just whatever I thought it was. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and her sexual attraction to cars came from when she was injured, right? Oh, I oh. just she gets a titanium plate in her head. A mm. uh, that's where the name of the movie comes from. Yeah, well, there's a cool scene at the start where I think in the opening credits, it's like it shows it's showing the insides of the engine of a car, right? I think mm -hmm. um, you don't realize. And then when she gets injured, you get a lot of close-ups of of her head or whatever and they're 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 attaching metal to her brain if that makes sense very close up in a similar way they shot the interiors of the car so it was kind of like she is becoming half car uh which i guess is foreshadowing to her being sexually attracted to cars um and making a baby with one and then also there's that i didn't realize but yeah that scene because she it comes out of the hospital she doesn't talk to her parents but she instantly goes to hug the car and strokes it um, mm -hmm. which I guess was meant to show that she is, she is like part car, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, sure. It's, it just, it's weird. I, yeah. It felt unnecessary. Like for such a ground, like grounded, raw, gritty movie, it felt very weird to have this extremely oddly placed, fantastical uh, element to it, if that makes sense. It didn't really lead because it didn't. The movie, in my opinion, the movie works just the same if she wasn't fucking the car. <laughs> that makes sense, right? It was just like a weird addition to add, um, and possibly might take away from the themes of family, I guess, and love, and also forgiveness slash murder um, throughout the movie. Because I feel like a lot of people are just talking about, did she fuck a car? rather than like rather than like the actual elements of the movie but yeah i don't know how you feel about that well i gotta say like of the parts of the movie i mean like i said i've seen this movie twice and i need to see it at least one more time before i like really get it i still don't understand the car angle the car kind of sets everything in motion but aside from that i'm not a hundred percent certain of the purpose well that's like a dude having sex with a man could have done the exact same thing right um i guess because the point the point of the scene was the point of the scene is the impregnation right which leads to the tension throughout the movie of her hiding it i guess but yeah, I it didn't have to be yeah. a car baby 
you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, clearly Julia, she didn't just make it a car arbitrarily. Like, that means something. But I have not I yet figured, so. I have not yet deciphered what that is. Yeah. I don't know, because there's a, but there's a point where it's just like, if, if I really have to like, search, I don't, it's like, I don't care enough, if that makes sense. I don't, I feel like the answer yeah. would not be satisfactory enough to make me enjoy this movie more. That's fair. And actually, like, to avoid exactly what you were just talking about with we're getting distracted by, or I, I'm getting distracted by, you know, she had sex with a car. Let's talk about the actual themes of this movie, because, like, that's that's really what this movie's about, is the themes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the themes? Like, family, forgiveness, another family-oriented movie. <laughs> all, yeah. all we ever talk about here is family movies. And cars. But yeah, family <laughs> Oh yeah, cars <laughs> right. and families. Cars and, this, this is, is the perfect the, mix. I don't know how this happened. Yeah, there's a big family theme here. Forgiveness. I a, a friend of mine pointed out to me, and this really made me click. Uh, made it click for me the second time that like a lot of the probably the entire second act of this movie is like this person has done something unforgivable. Can you still consider them a consider them family, and can you still you know, forgive them and mm. consider them human. Because in the very beginning, uh, our main character, Alexia, as you said, commits a lot of murders. I'm not convinced that I would actually call her like a murderer before the events of this movie, but like she does kill an entire house full of people during the movie. So like, yeah. yeah. And without much but hesitation, then, she was very fine. Yeah. With it. And then after that, like she doesn't do any more murders, but you know, she's done that. So can her life, I guess, can she still be accepted as like a valid person after doing something so horrible? And that's what a lot of the second part half of the movie is about. Yeah, I think that's cool in that, like, there's a lot of, I think a lot of redemption stories where uh, they try to make it not so bad, you know, at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like it, if that makes sense. I think because it was just remorseless killing, right? It was for no reason. And she didn't. I don't think she really grew from that, if that makes sense. It was like that segment of the movie was just kind of split off from the next two acts where it's like she didn't really grow. The killing wasn't explained and she didn't really grow from it, if that makes sense. I didn't feel like any remorse for the killings. It was just more like she found a place to feel loved. Yeah, I don't think that like the next act is her making up for that at all. Like it happens mm. to be it happens to fit that way sort of thematically a little bit, but mm. like person who um basically becomes her dad doesn't like he doesn't know about all the killings and he doesn't like maybe at the end he kind of finds out, but that doesn't like come up at all. Well, yeah, and I think, like, do you think that's a flaw, or do you think they should have actually, like, looked into, like, actually challenged that notion of she is a killer, like, confronted it? I don't know, because I kind of don't think that that's what the movie's about. This is another thing where, like, the killings are there. I don't know how important it is to the movie that those are killings. Like, the, the killings mean something, and I, it's another thing that I don't really get. And, like, I think that she is challenged enough and we as audiences are challenged enough, but that doesn't really factor into it, which is kind of weird. Like a lot of the most obvious stuff in this movie, 
I don't feel like is what uh, is what De Curneau is using to challenge the audience. Yeah. Because there's like, um, you know, there's there's the car sex, and then there's all the killings, and like, I kind of don't think those are those are almost like incidental. They happen. They're there. They're not completely random. Mm-hmm. But also, they're not super important in the second act. Mm-hmm. At least not in the way that's obvious. And it kind of makes it worse because, like, I don't mind having, I guess, an evil person as the lead. But it's just, like, it felt like the director wanted me to feel bad for her, if that makes sense. And, like, I didn't. Oh, maybe not, but I don't know. Because it's, like, it's just she just wasn't really, like, relatable at all. Um, and, like, I honestly, there was, like... I love that scene with when the mom comes in and she sees that it's not, it's not her son, and it's like she knew the whole time, um, well, but she basically. I mean, the main character is very obviously not this person's I, son. Really? Well, uh, how do you tell? Actually, I don't know because it was like wasn't didn't he disappear like fifteen years ago? That's true. Then he I, was I like, like. Oh, sorry. I just reason? I just assumed that they maybe they thought he was went through some really traumatic stuff and that's why he looks really fucked up now. If that makes sense. And maybe yeah. completely unnoticeably like the sun. I don't know. Yeah. That was my, that's how I saw it. I, I could see it potentially. Fair enough. I think like for me too, it was the, the, the dad had to put in a lot of effort as well to like say, well, this could be my son. Like he did a mm. lot of reaching, even though, yeah, you can justify it a bit. But, like, he justified it a little more than that, too. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, that was just... I like I like how the mom just came in and she saw her, like, like naked, like, bleeding on the ground, basically. And she's just like, I don't really give a shit. Just, like, be nice to him. And she peaced out. Like, she wasn't like, we need a doctor or something. Um, I really like that because it's just, like... If I saw something like that, too, I'd just be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to get into this whole thing. And that's how I just I felt about the character. Just like I I didn't really care about what happened to her. I was kind of concerned about the baby, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But because like, like same thing with the dad too. The dad's a sympathetic character, I guess, but he's still kind of a it's a kind of a asshole because he 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 almost murdered someone. I thought he murdered someone. I thought he murdered someone just to because he was asking questions. If that makes sense, the the firefighter guy, right? Hmm. I don't um, think he. I don't think he kills him. Well, yeah, because we see him at like the rave or the firefighter party or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really injured, but it was just like, okay, well, first of all, that was a huge explosion. I don't think he should have survived. That was weird. I don't know, but but yeah, and then also like, yeah, I just the dad I didn't care about the dad dude that much. He felt kind of like just really sad, kind of creepy to me. I think that kind of bothered me. Like, it, it, I I was very unemotionally invested throughout the movie if that makes sense i was i was kind of interested to see what how how it would turn out like plot wise because i didn't know what the fuck was going to happen um but character wise yeah i didn't really care for them at all so i guess like the the main thing that we haven't talked about that i feel like is very important to bring up with this movie is uh the themes of gender fluidity because mm. um i mean very obviously uh she starts off the movie as an exotic dancer at car shows and then uh in the second act of the movie she um takes on the persona of this missing young man 
I mean, at a very base, obvious level, at different points in the movie, she is expressing either, you know, a female gender identity or a male gender identity. And she sort of goes between the two. Again, mm. at a very obvious level, that's the gender fluidity aspect. But, like, did you get any more out of that? Um, I don't know. I just, the, the whole the whole hiding the pregnancy thing felt very, it felt very uncomfortable just because I guess it really put you in the head of she, she really like on, on every stage of the movie, she does not want to be in her body, if that makes sense. Like she does, she just wants a new life, you know? Yeah. Um, which is kind of represented by her literally starting a new life sort of, mm-hmm. but she's still res- like, she sort of starts a new life, but she's still restrained by the fact that uh, she's a woman and she's pregnant and she has to hide that. Right. And doing that really messes her up. I was going to say throughout the whole movie, she wants basically a new life and she feels to some degree confined to her body. That's true. But on the other hand, like there are parts of the movie where it's clear that, you know, she doesn't necessarily want to start from zero. She definitely enjoys parts of her old life. Like at the rave, as you were talking about, she, you know, does an exotic dance for everyone. Clearly she's good at it and she likes doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she wants to give up everything. It's just, you know, certain parts of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So yeah, I like it's, I guess it was, it was interesting to see. And it, it was, I guess it was kind of subtle commentary, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it was because it wasn't like at the forefront and we were never like, it would never tap. It was never straight up. Like there was never a scene where you're like, are you a man or are you a woman? Like really slapped you in the face with it. It was just very subtle yeah. and it, it made you think about it. Um, but it wasn't like the, the forefront of the the themes of the movie so and I, I i liked it i thought it was i thought it was an interesting way of possibly i don't know if that was the director's intention was it possibly it, was. it was okay well then it was a really cool yeah, way of, the director uh, has said a few times like this is a movie about gender fluidity mm-hmm, yeah um anyways that was really cool and i i guess it really helps and then actually yeah the more i think about it the more it's like kind of interlaced the whole movie's kind of interlaced with that if that makes sense i guess that makes sense like maybe she's she just seems like a very like confused individual, if that makes sense. I don't know. She doesn't really know what she wants the entire movie in terms of like, does she want to be free? Does she want a family? Does does she, does she like? Does she want to live this new life or go back? I don't. Know. It was a lot. Yeah, it was cool. I that's the thing. It's like it's a very interesting movie. I guess I didn't enjoy it because it was uncomfortable it's, watch. It's hard and, like, to watch. Yeah, and um, but it, I guess it kind of makes you think a bit but yeah i don't know i'm just not like we've talked about this before i'm not a big fan of these unnecessarily like messed up films like there's a lot of scenes that just unnecessarily like i'm gross to watch and doesn't really add anything to me or maybe it does because it's supposed to make me feel gross but i don't know like those scenes where she's like that there's that scene where she tries to perform like an abortion on herself and stuff like that it's just like i don't need to see like the whole thing if that makes sense but mm-hmm. I, the director knew what she was doing she, i think stuff like that right um or that scene at the end i thought that was really where the scene at the end where she starts trying to make out with her adopted father while she's like bleeding from her pregnancy that was weird too and it didn't really add anything it was just like kind of a weird side side goal i don't know Well, actually, I think that did kind of add something because in her mind, like the way that I interpret that scene is in her mind, this is like where she's revealing her old life to some degree to Mm. her father, uh, father figure. And like um, in her old life, 
uh, like very early on, we see uh, we see a fan like come up to her and like try to sexually assault her in the car, basically. Mm. At which point, that's the first kill that she does in this movie. And so, but like to me, the impression I got is in her old life, among other things, people pretty much liked her for her body, and that's about it. And so, at the very end, when she, as you said, like tries to make out with her uh, adopted father. I took that as she's revealed her old life to him and she still feels kind of trapped by that because like her adopted father knows her as his son. And, but now that she's revealed that like she used to be, you know, now that she's revealed her old life, she's like, well, he probably doesn't want me for anything else anymore. Maybe I should just lean into this because this is a relationship I don't want to lose and then he like chastises her for it, which is sort of, which actually plays into this movie's themes of, or his character arc specifically, of accepting his quote unquote son for whoever he is or whoever they are. <laughs> so like, I do think that actually adds something. I think it's a weird way to make that point potentially, but I think that it it does add it. Add yeah, that. that's fair. And I guess she was just very confused at the time in terms of like because i guess he's the only it seems like he's the only good well good person or person that cares actually cares about her in his life or in her life if that makes sense so i guess i can understand how those feelings might be like confusing for her and stuff too i don't know yeah um but yeah it's uh it's a right I, I don't even know what like like i guess it was well directed like everything everything lined up pretty well like decently good cinematography and like sound design and the acting was really solid i can't think of like any like particularly great like i thought it it was a very physical role i guess so she didn't really get Mm. many scenes to like really showcase her acting it was very physical but um like they were solid i just like i wouldn't say they were like amazing i guess the ending scene was really cool the acting there was nice the 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 adopted father or whatever he there's i think there's a lot of emotions he had to convey in the in the span of like two minutes from (laughs) from what it was like light he lit himself on fire and then his like adopted son basically comes in to hug him and then he finds and then he tries to she tries to make out with him he's like whoa and then he finds out she's pregnant and then he has to like perform like the birth, the birthing process, and then he finds out it's a, like a cyborg baby, and then she dies. All in like it's all like three minutes, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah, all happens. So I guess it's it's amazing that he was able to pull off that off believably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Vincent and... London is probably the acting standout here. Mm, yeah, or Vincent Linden, excuse me. Vincent Linden. Yeah, um, and then the main actress, uh, I guess, did a great physical job. I just I didn't like. I, it's it's struggling because yeah I didn't like the character I think it was just very one note. Um, yeah, she's, yeah I don't know. she's good in the role I guess but like most of her role was just a lot of scowling and well a very physical performance as you said like there's very little besides that to go off of because as soon as, soon as she takes on the persona of this uh, missing ch- missing young boy she like doesn't talk anymore at all yeah because she doesn't want to give away that it's not him yeah. There's like maybe three lines where like it's a mm-hmm. little more revealed, but yeah, yeah. So I 
I don't know what to say. I respect this movie. This is another movie I really respect. It's like, but I just, I don't like it. It's like it was daring me to hate it. And I'm proud of myself for keeping an open enough mind to finish <laughs> this movie. I really wanted to quit after like the first act, honestly. But yeah, it gave me, I guess it gave me some things to think about, which I appreciate, but I am not looking forward to the director's next movie and I am not l- looking enough. forward to ever rewatching this movie again. What I would say about this, this is the, I believe this is the third can palm d'or winner that we've talked about on this show because we talked about parasite and we also talked about apocalypse now mm-hmm. and and this one won the palm d'or this year mm-hmm. so um what i really like about this movie is that it is weird as hell and like i don't think this movie has a ghost of a chance at the oscars in almost any category no maybe <laughs> cinematography if like they do a really big push for it but like this is not an this is not a movie that's going to the Oscars. So what I really like about this is like, you know, it it highlights can film festival rewards really strange visions sometimes. And this is a really strange vision that I think is realized really well, but like this is not something that anyone in the, in Hollywood is going to well, not anyone in Hollywood, but like the Oscar voters are not going to go and watch this and be like, "You know what? That does deserve best picture." They're probably not going to watch it and understand it. Probably they're yeah. not, not going to watch it just straight up. Yeah. So that's that's what like really strikes me about this movie is that this movie is weird as hell and like it's not the kind of thing that would win awards that I would expect to win awards and yet it won the top award at Cannes, which is makes me respect Cannes a lot more because like this movie or not, it is certainly not my favorite movie of the year, but like it's you know, someone at Cannes recognized what is going in, what is going on here, all the work that went into this movie, and that it is like a really, really, really good and well-made movie. Mm-hmm. And Spike Lee said, "Hell yeah!" That doesn't Lee, surprise it was, me. Uh, it was <laughs> oh, the was it? this year. I, I could definitely see Spike Lee liking this movie. I guess this feels like up his alley. That's what was strange to me is because, like, thematically, it seems like it's up Spike Lee's alley. But I've never seen Spike Lee do anything like this. Obviously, he's got a very different style, so that's why. Mm-hmm. But like, Spike Lee's style does not give me the impression that this would be a movie he'd be like, "Yes, absolutely." And I mean, it's a jury. It's it's possible he didn't vote for it. Like this is a majority went to the, the, the majority voted for this, but mm. like probably I, I have to assume Spike Lee liked it a lot, which is cool to me. Spike Lee, after watching black, like Klansman and the five boys, I need to watch more of his movies, but from what I can tell from him, and this is from an uneducated guess from his filmography, he, he can, I think he can make a really great movie, but then he adds these random ultra artsy bullshit for no reason that i think drags it down slightly and i that that's what kind of makes me think of this movie because it had a very i think there's like a very interesting foundation to this movie but then it adds a couple things here and there that just like were really unnecessary and like made no sense and just served to like kind of dilute the main theme of it you know that's that's my that's my take on spike lee i guess but uh, yeah i need to watch more of his movies to be fair so i guess to wrap everything up what would you say? Would you recommend this movie and what would you give it? I wouldn't recommend this movie to like 99% of people. <laughs> Maybe the 1% of people that like just want to like watch something unique, I guess. That this yeah. very, movie is very unique. Um, in terms of 
a score, I want to say maybe just like a seven, I guess. I was close to ranking it an eight, but I just can't. I don't feel I don't feel comfortable ranking it too high. Um, That's fair. I, I think what drags it down is just like kind of the unnecessary gory stuff and like maybe some scenes could have been a little oh maybe it's a little too long too i didn't love the pacing i thought it was kind of slow i don't know if drags it down is the right word for my thoughts here but like i think the first act is less good than the second Mm because the first act i mean that's where all the inciting incidents happen which in this case means it's where she kills a bunch of people and like (laughs) yeah i think it's less interesting than in the second act where it's the family drama stuff. I think the family drama stuff hits better in this movie mm. than the uh, action stuff at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah. The first act was very. Cause I was I was honestly pretty bored during it because it was like, okay, we have this unremorseless killer who keeps killing people in these very long scenes for no reason, and it didn't really add anything to the character. You know, it just mm-hmm. kind of like. Sure, she keeps killing people. So, yeah, that, I think, like, you could have cut a lot out of the first act and made it more set and, like, I don't know, like, it's more fluid. And uh, it, it, maybe the second act could have landed better. So, uh, yeah, I'd say a seven, some areas of improvement. But, I mean, this is a really cool movie and unique director. So, mm-hmm. props. I would agree. Well, like, I would agree that this is a hard movie to recommend because, like, I would absolutely, without hesitation, recommend this to all of my, like, film friends who are really into weird cinema, because I actually have surprising a surprising number of, like, mo- of, of people that I think I could recommend this to, but, like, most of my friends that I, you know, talk to about other things than movies, I'd be like, um, I mean, it's cool. If you really want to go for it, do it, but... I would have a hard time really recommending it to a lot of people. That said, I'd give it a very strong eight. And on a mm. rewatch, it could go up to a nine for sure. Nice. So that's our third Toronto International Film Festival Palm Door winner. Is it? I guess it was... Toronto International Film Festival doesn't give out the Palm Door. That's Canada. Oh, that's Canada. This one also won something at the Toronto yeah. International Film Festival. Um, but yeah, but then this, I guess next week we are going back to more regular theatrical movies, I guess, because we're in for, like, quite an interesting month for blockbusters. Yeah, I was going to say, I was really excited to do, um, I was really excited to do, like, uh, just an entire month of horror, but this is not necessarily a horror month if you look at the stuff that's releasing this year. Like, coming over, coming up in the next three weeks, and this may or may not be our actual schedule... We have Venom 2, which just came out. So that's coming up. That, that's going to be what our actual next episode will be. But then after that, we got Bond. And then also, I really want to watch The Last Duel. I don't know if you're into it, into that. The Last Duel? That comes out. The Last Duel with Adam Driver and Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, wow. What the hell? How have I not heard of this yeah. movie? I will... Uh, I'll clue you into it after this. But like... I really want to, I've heard that movie's a lot like Rashomon, so, like, I was going to do, like, a secret, you know, I'm going to go watch Rashomon too, and then I can compare them as well, which I guess everybody knows now, so it's not a secret anymore. That's anyway, fair. Oh, Dune, Dune as well. Dune's coming very soon. Is that in October? Yeah. Apparently. Oh, nice. Dune and okay. Halloween Kills. Oh, I want to watch that too. Oh, my God. Yeah, we've got, like, 
I think we're set until Oscar season now with episodes. Yeah, for real. Based the, on all the stuff coming out. The drought is over, my friend. Finally, I guess? Sort of, oh. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, uh, Pierre, what's our last word for today? Gross. <laughs>